Hey guys, welcome to On The Table Podcast. This is our weekly podcast discussion where we bring different Christians together to talk about matters that we're bringing to the table. We are joined with some amazing guests today. But first, I'm your host. I go by the name of Dave Creates. I'm an artist. I make music, all of that good stuff. Um, I have two wonderful women beside me. What's, what's your names, guys? Hi, guys. My name is Tamara. I'm 21, recently graduated from uni. Um, yeah, just excited to be here. I'm Trudy, I'm part of the OGGM team and I'm just about to start a ministry training job. That is fantastic. Well, the aim of our discussions each week is to help Christians not just know what to think, but also how to act in those ways as well. So we're going to get right into it. This week, our discussion is about youth churches. We're going to be mm-hmm. talking about, that's right, that's right. We're going to be discussing <laughs> about what they are um, and if they're actually effective. Mm. Um, is there a need for them? Is there a need for mm. them? All of that good stuff. So as we start, I want to just ask you guys, like, how would you even define a youth church? Trudy? Um, I guess what comes to mind like with this discussion is more about like churches that are just made up of predominantly one generation. Um, so youth churches, I guess young adult churches, <laughs> we mm. could call them. Yeah. So churches that I guess uh, a branded like people would think that this church is a church for young adults which yeah okay okay interesting yeah yeah I'd say the same thing I'd say a church that specifically targets young adults um, like the brand is all about just young people um, and they I guess do certain things to make sure that they attract that audience mm. um, yeah that's good I think even for me as well I think when I hear youth church like coming from, for me, being born in and raised in a church mm. pretty much, you hear of like Sunday school, you hear of the main service. Um, youth church was a very different concept I was introduced to probably at uni. Mm. And obviously you have a lot of uni students. So yeah. the demographic for certain like areas, or as in like in a certain like student village, for example, mm. the church is gonna be mostly students. So yeah. people will just say, oh, that's a youth church. Um, but even some, broader bigger churches have like the youth department and they mm-hmm. call that the youth church so mm-hmm. i guess there are different kind of definitions in that sense yeah but let's just get into it so what do you guys think mm-hmm. of that statement in general and the concept of youth churches like have you guys been in any before mm-hmm. what's been your experiences okay um i'll go first <laughs> um i my opinion on youth churches and young adult churches has definitely changed over the years. I think once I, when I started university, I was like, yeah, I'm completely for them. Yeah. Like it just makes sense. You know, we're all students. We're all in the same space of life. Like it, it makes sense for us to um, have a place where we can gather, do all of the things that you'd, you'd regularly do at church, yeah. but have it, like do it with people that you kind of relate with on that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my experience has been like I, I was part of a youth ministry for about two years and my home church in London, they have like a, a young adult church as well. So okay. I've been involved with them for the past few years. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can dig into that a bit more later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trudy yourself, what about you? Yes, yeah, so I've never been part of a quote unquote youth church. I, I didn't grow up in church, but um, my experience of being in a church um, in my like five years of being in church, well, just under, I've gone to two different churches. They've both been multi-generational. Mm. And when I did like an internship in America, that was also a multi-generational church. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. that I that wasn't my intention when finding a church necessarily, but yeah. I'm really glad that it turned out to be that way. And now that I've experienced the benefits of being in a multi-generational church, I think I would like 
never ever consider being in a church which was predominantly just one demographic yeah, yeah I hear that I understand that like, even for me I think growing up in a church again which is multi-generational mm-hmm. um, having different age groups as well and I guess it's helpful to kind of learn from those older than mm. you and even help those who are younger than you being mm-hmm. in that kind of environment um, going to uni was where I was around a lot more people mm-hmm. my age uh, I went to a, a university that was more of a student city yeah. so most of the people there were pretty much youth mm. for that um, phrase but I think we still had a lot of adults and like fam- like older families and stuff like that mm-hmm. which was really helpful I'm in a position now where my church is still a multi-generational church but it's a lo- like core demographic is, is young mm-hmm. adults yeah. Yeah. Um, so even seeing how that is very different to how things have been in my previous church environments mm-hmm. and how that maybe affects things is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to ask you guys, like, do you think it's biblical having a youth church? Like, oh based on how we've kind of defined it, um, mm-hmm. looking at how the early church was as well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do you feel like there are similarities or? Hmm. This is a really sticky one. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd say looking at what the early church looked like, um, they didn't target a specific demographic. Mm. The church was just the church and it was made up of all types of people. Yeah. People from different um, ethnicities, mm. different mm. ages, all sorts of backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess going by that definition, then yeah. no, young adult churches yeah. and youth churches aren't mm. biblical because yeah. they are targeting one specific demographic. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Okay, mm. how do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think like like Tamara said about the early church and how mm. it was diverse. I think like churches should reflect the demographic in the local community that yeah. they are in. Mm-hmm. So I think, for example, if you're in London, mm. why are you not part of a multi-generational, ethnically diverse church? Because yeah. that reflects like what the population of London is. And mm. then also going back to the Bible, just when it speaks about like spiritual gifts and you know we're all called to ministry in some sort of capacity and I think that um you can you can use those gifts you can explore the gifts better in a multi-generational church for example Mm -hmm. how are you going to know if perhaps you're called to children's ministry if there's no children in your church to serve or how are you going to know if you're called to women's ministry if the oldest woman in your church is 27 and um i guess also in terms of like a biblical call to discipleship which Mm -hmm. i guess we can talk about later unpack that more but i think also that would require there to be um people of different age groups in any church even on that point just to kind of press in further if you are in a certain space like a university Mm -hmm. and even say like a small university town where there isn't just a lot of people in general yeah you're going to be limited, right, mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. who's going to be around. Yeah. How do you feel like churches can better deal with those situations where you might not have mm. like an older couple to help disciple yeah. the young women or the mm. young men? How do you think that could work? That is a great question. <laughs> I haven't thought about that too much, but I guess what comes to mind at first is like in beginning when starting that church, if a church is being planted, it's probably not usually going to be just like one person or one couple Mm -hmm. that is starting that church off and I think that's something that they could think about in the beginning and like making sure that there is like a core leadership team of enough people to be able to train people in the way they should go Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about that too much I have a question go for it so how do you feel about like young adult churches that are partnered with like a bigger church that is Mm multi-generational is that 
still can that still work is that still okay that's a good cue because so that's been sort of my experience at university Mm -hmm. i was part of uh i guess a branch that the main church um they had like you know the most generational church Mm. and it would have the youth the youth church as it were in the evening Mm, so that was more targeted for students it was in the afternoon you know students typically don't want to get up early (laughs) Um, but it was still had the older people around Mm. in terms of the general infrastructure of the church Mm -hmm. so i think in that sense i think it works i believe because it's like you still have that the wider stewardship Mm. um but again i do think it just depends on every situation like Mm. in general I agree in terms of how it's important that you have older people mm-hmm. around who mm. have been in the faith for longer, who are able to kind of help give that pastoral care in ways that a younger person who might be zealous and might have a lot of knowledge, but life mm. will teach you certain yeah, things exactly. that mm. you might not be able to see as a younger person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence, I do think it's important to have, you know, multi-generations, but again, you still can be limited to what you have in terms of a particular yeah. community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that, Trudy. Really. Yeah, in terms of what um, you said, I think, I think it's definitely better than churches that aren't part of like a uh, like parent church or whatever mm. you'd yeah. call it um, because there's that leadership and accountability that comes in from there. But I still think like there's a difference between having a separate space for, like it's a completely separate church like as mm. in the members aren't attending the church the morning service mm. too like i've yeah. been part of, for example when i was in america for a few months uh, the church had young adult service once a week mm-hmm. and it was great there was like 300 plus people that yeah. would come along to that there was a strong young adult community but they were still part of the wider church they were still coming on sunday mornings to a main service with all generations they mm. were still serving in children's ministry and they were yeah. still attending midweek with older men and women mm-hmm. um so i think like that's healthy and beneficial because we we do need spaces where we can like fellowship with people in our own life stage as well so i think that's really important but Mm -hmm. i think i would still say churches that claim oh no we are part of a main church we're not separate but if you're not interacting if you don't know like any of the adults in that main service like are you really part of like Mm -hmm. that bigger church or are they just two separate churches entirely I hear that. Go for okay, it. so a scenario, right? Okay. Mm. So there's a young person, they've um, just moved to university yeah. and their local church is just filled with 40 and 50 year olds. Mm. Okay. They're the youngest person there by like 20, 30 <laughs> years. Yeah. What would you say to them then? Like, would you say mm. still go because this is what the church is about? Or would mm. you maybe suggest that they look for a church that represents them better, I guess? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, again, every situation is different. Yeah. Ultimately, church isn't just somewhere you go to like please yourself and mm-hmm. to like, as much as community, I'm big on community. I think it's so key and it's important to have people that look like you, mm-hmm. but God might place you in a situation where not everybody looks like you mm-hmm. and maybe you have a difference that the church needs. Mm-hmm. It could be your age, your yeah. youthfulness that brings a certain um, grace that the church yeah. hasn't had before. Yeah. And it's also a position where you can now learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's hard. I've been in positions where I've been in, say, a church situation where the community isn't there as much. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to yeah. kind of grow. Because um, when you're with people who are similar to you, like yeah. there's a certain energy that's there that helps yeah. things in a deeper way. But at the same time, I know of people who are in situations where they're in a church demographic where 
the age gap is a lot. Yeah. And it's like yeah. doing things like going out and getting a coffee. It's yeah. still great if someone's yeah. older, but it's just a different yeah, kind of connection. Different mm-hmm. kind. So that can have its its tensions, but even that tension is still space for growth. Mm. Yeah. So I think like it's looking that. at the wider context of like my relationship with Christ not everything is going to be pleasurable mm-hmm. certain things are going to be hard but it's going to help me to become more like Jesus yeah. so looking at it from that perspective but mm-hmm. yeah what do you guys yeah, think yeah that's great I think I agree with what you said really and what came to my mind is um, of course explore other churches as yeah. well like you might fit in better in a different church setting um, there's hopefully more than one church in one given area but I think let's say there was a church and the only church you found in the area that has the same like doctrinal views as mm. you that you think mm. they're preaching from the bible that you think you're going to get opportunities to serve that you think you're going to get mentorship and that happens to be a church where there isn't really people your age mm-hmm. i would say hopefully especially like in a university setting there'll be alternate ways to fellowship with other believers like mm. you have campus societies yeah. or like for me like OGGM events like my current church now I would say it it is multi-generational but people my age group is probably like the least prominent demographic there's a lot of younger people to serve and like older people to learn from but my age group there's probably less of that There, there is still some young adults but I guess then for me, like I'm just grateful that we have like OGGM, for example, where Mm. they do have events where I can um, outside of church have like people to do life with. Yeah. 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 Even to jump in on that, I feel like my church is quite opposite in a sense. Mm. Again, it's it's like a multi-generational church in the sense everyone's welcome. But our core demographic is very much yeah. uh, young professionals, mm. um, people just out of uni or even students as well. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we do have some older people there. Mm. And it's amazing how much, how great it is to have that, that fresh mm. perspective on mm. certain things. Um, and even like, there's a, we're in central London, so there's a lot of tourists that come through as well. So we do see a lot of families. Mm. Um, and just even seeing just the benefits of having different types of people around you realize yeah. that it's very important especially for growth over a period of time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and can i just jump in on that Go for it. um i think one of the beautiful things about having a multi-generational church is that there's a real sense of family mm. um mm. because let's say um like I have quite a few friends that are from like broken homes, for example, yeah. where they might not have a good mother figure or a good fatherly figure, but in the church, there you know there are so many people that you can kind of look up to, and yeah. even like with my family, we've taken some people in; they've kind of become like siblings to us, yeah. and I think that's just the beautiful thing about mm. having different ages within a church, and mm. I think that that's what um, God's vision is for His yeah. church. Yeah. You know, that's so good. I want. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shift the conversation slightly now yeah. to talk about kind of juxtaposing how things were in the early church with mm. today. Yeah. Obviously, we have social media right now, mm. which changes everything. Everything. The world of marketing, <laughs> yeah. where, you know, it's your IG page looking fresh. Mm. It's everything coming correct. Mm. Um, and churches can now use these tools as a way of reaching new people, mm-hmm. which can be great if used wisely. Um, but then the question is really, should churches be like intentionally targeting certain groups of people Mm. do we feel like churches who are targeting say you know young professionals just as their core demographic yeah is that a good thing what do you guys think i I think it goes back to like what i was said at the beginning of how a church should reflect the demographic of the community that they're part of so Mm. i think if you are in an area where 
you have people of all age groups like all religious backgrounds all i don't know different cultures like why would you only target one small like subsection of that culture like mm-hmm. why would you only target young adults when yeah. young adults make up such a small percentage of like the community yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay what do you think tomorrow yeah i think social media and the church is an interesting one <laughs> that's um, a whole podcast episode yeah, in itself. that's a whole whole thing yeah. but um I would say one of the dangers, I think, is that we can sometimes turn church into like a marketing scheme. Ooh, you know? Talk about it, talk about um, it. Like I've seen a lot where, I don't know, don't get too into it, but like, I don't know, it almost turns church into like, um, I, don't, I don't know how to like put it. Like a social club. So. Yeah, like yeah. a social club. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like people want to go where the hype is. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Where the hype is. Like you're trying to create a certain image because mm. you want to seem like you're cool and yeah. all of that. And I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong in it, but I think yeah. it can very easily become something that it just shouldn't mm. um, yeah. regards to church. So yeah. Question on that. If you do have a church which is more charismatic and is more vibrant, yeah. all you post is naturally going to become more mm, appealing to younger yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think it's the onus is on like, those in charge to like maybe balance how they mm. share stuff mm. or do you think that like, you just be free with what you're posting and like you know just free the realness in that sense mm. or how do you think that churches should be more wise with those things mm. i think like there's other ways to reach people aside from social media as okay. well so i think to an extent it's okay if like the social media is kind of branded towards younger people okay. because like i think a 50 year old I might just be speaking generally I haven't asked any but what when they are searching for a church their first point of call probably isn't going to be to go and look on the social media yeah. page mm-hmm. whereas like yeah. for us it might be like yeah. I think I know I do that <laughs> um, but I don't know they might look at a website or like mm-hmm. Google reviews yeah. and therefore like I think those spaces shouldn't necessarily I, I don't know how I haven't yeah. thought about it but yeah um, yeah, I think there's different ways to reach people of, mm-hmm. yeah, like even even outreaches, like yeah. when you're doing evangelism, for example, yeah, yeah. which churches should be. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, are you only speaking to young people mm, or are you yeah. trying to speak to adults too? Yeah. Well, I mean, we are adults. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think it's an interesting point because even from a marketing, so I work in like advertising mm-hmm. and marketing, that's just my day job. So that those decisions in terms of like who you're targeting they it's important things to think about mm. if you're yeah. running like a paid ad for example you might want to like key in on like a certain age group mm-hmm. so decisions there might mm. affect who's going to be seeing your post mm. and then yeah. who comes to your church so I've, i do think it's important to think about these things yeah. mm-hmm. but of course think about the bigger picture as you said truly like evangelism is not just online it's mm. on the streets it's in the coffee shop it's on the train mm. it's all of these different things mm-hmm. so i guess it's asking ourselves are we only speaking to people who look like us about mm. jesus and are we willing to kind of step outside of mm. that yeah. and just reach people as jesus would have mm-hmm. which leads me to my next question would jesus attend the youth church oh my gosh <laughs> crazy stuff um I'd say no. <laughs> why was, why Actually, that? wait, no, I don't know what Jesus would do, but I think um, <laughs> if Jesus were, were here, I would say he'd probably encourage us to step out of this, you know. <laughs> Why would he do that? Because he came, He died for everyone, right? Mm. Um, he came 
to save the lost yeah. and the lost isn't just young people yeah. um there are so many people um okay let's say there's a church here right yeah. right here just because i don't know 70 percent of the population in that area is young adults mm -hmm. there's still that 30 percent that's not right? You're right, you're right do we not care about them too mm, that's yeah. good um so yeah i would say jesus would encourage us to to you know step out <laughs> yeah. okay cool how about you Trudy yeah just what Tamara said like I feel like it's not even a thing Jesus would think about like because mm. he was for everyone like yeah. it just wasn't in his mind like he was trying to reach everyone like yeah. he's telling the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations like he's not yeah. thinking I need to target this group or this group it's like yeah. nope go like everyone mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's good and I guess even seeing how Jesus was back in the day obviously he's still here mm. today but in the sense of he would be in the places of worship then he would be on the streets like and he would reach those who were almost the others in terms of yeah. in society those who mm -hmm. people wouldn't normally consider yeah so you're right you had a holistic view of these yeah. things which we need to make sure we have mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i think still have space for being wise um if we are in a space where maybe we feel like students aren't being targeted enough yeah the youth isn't yes. being targeted yes. enough mm -hmm. it's important that we step up in that area 100%. too yeah. and do more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but i think even as someone who's like moving from early 20s to late 20s mm -hmm. gosh that feels weird saying that <laughs> um but it's like i'm realizing how you know, when I was a younger person, mm. there's certain things that we had at outreach is like the barbecues and all mm. of these things. And as an older person now, you might not always want to do all of those kind of things. Mm. You might want to have a different approach. So seeing how I've been going through life has helped me to see, okay, how can we apply this to mm. other people as well, which is interesting. Yeah. 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 I've got a question for oh, you guys. Oh, was you going to say something? No, no, okay. cool, yeah. Cool. Um, like coming from like what we'd call a youth church mm. here um what do you guys think are some of the limitations of them from your experiences mm. that's good it's a deep question yeah i think the biggest one i think i mentioned it earlier is just that that family unit thing mm. is just missing mm. i think um and it's so important yeah. i think just having older people that you can reach out to mm. old people that you can you know spend the saturday with yeah. or like yeah. just you know help with the kids or something like i think there's just something so beautiful about that yeah. um and then i think another limitation is when it comes to teaching the word right mm. um i think there's so much value in having people that have walked in the faith mm. have been trained yeah. um know how to um divide the word correctly on, you know yeah. all of that i think that is essential to mm. a church and mm. i think if not done correctly mm. it can actually be damaging if you don't mm. have that yeah um yeah that's good i'd even add just you said discipleship mm. are we seeing like say how paul speaks to timothy yeah. in the gospel in the new testament sorry about just that he's he's led, he's set a certain example yeah and he's saying like follow my example mm -hmm. and when we have that in the church environment of like the older people um setting that example and younger people following that in that way yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where we can grow it in a you know deeply mm -hmm. so it's just looking at discipleship it's just also understanding um, even service, mm. um, looking after like a five-year-old is a different experience <laughs> to like someone your age and it teaches yeah. you a lot yeah, um, yeah. about forgiveness, about mm -hmm. patience. So I think it's just in, in a multi-generational environment, mm -hmm. there's so much opportunity to like yeah. grow holistically as a Christian. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is important too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think like even though I've not been part of a young adult church as such, I think some of the benefits I've seen the main benefits I've seen of a multi-generational church are what you guys have spoke about, mm -hmm. discipleship. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things about America, which I know will stick with me forever, was yeah. those women who have been walking with Jesus for 20, 30, 40 years as yeah. women who have walked with Jesus through 
their children having cancer, losing their husbands mm. um, through divorce, through all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and it's like they just have so many stories of God's faithfulness. And it's mm. like you're not going to find that in a church where, <laughs> you know, we're all in our 20s. None of us yeah. have families and stuff like I it would just stick with me forever and then yeah. I just think about like one of my favorite themes in the Bible is like imitating faith yeah. and it's yeah. just good, like like I think I think it's Hebrews 13 yeah. um, where it's like um, remember your leaders who are before you mm-hmm. and imitate their faith I might be paraphrasing but yeah. something like that is like I love having examples of people who you know God's faithfulness is so evident in their Mm, lives and it's like how can I be like that how Mm. how can I imitate them people to take you under their wing and Mm. teach you the ropes in different areas of ministry and like another scripture that comes to mind is in Titus 2 um when it speaks about like older women should train the younger women yeah yeah. (laughs) how to (laughs) love their husband and stuff and it's just which older women are going to be teaching you in a church which is predominantly young adults and I know like yeah. for example you said that you have a lot of visitors that are mm-hmm. um, f- you know families and stuff yeah. but it's like they're not people necessarily that you can walk with and rub mm-hmm. shoulders with and yeah. imitate and even for just at general context like my church is part of like a wider connection okay, yeah. of churches mm-hmm. so there's <laughs> certainly like other older people there that yeah. kind of give that pastoral mm-hmm. care and stuff but now I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. but even as we come to a close um, yeah. it's been great talking to you guys any like closing thoughts anything that really stood out from this conversation you want to kind of speak on I have a closing thought okay mm-hmm. I want to word it exactly <laughs> like I, I read this and I was like this is great so my closing thought is a strong church learns from the past whilst preparing for the future and mm-hmm. I think that requires a multi-generational church mm. amazing Thank you, Trudy. Tomorrow? Yeah, I would just say like a word of encouragement to anyone, a young, any young people that might be in young adult churches mm. that are feeling like hmm, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not growing as much as I thought I would or maybe I need older women or men in my life. Mm. I would encourage you to step out, you know, pray mm. about it, obviously. Yeah. Pray yeah. about it. Um, seek wise counsel. Um, because there is so much more to the church um, than just young people. It's yeah. Been like, yeah. Great. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on On The Table Podcast. Thank you. I've been your host, Dave Creates. And we'll, you know, if you have any other comments, please let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.